Welcome to the Pugilist Podcast presented by Hack Daniels Media, hosted by Mark Hack Daniels and Robert Meyer. We're bringing you all the fight action you can imagine. Everything you see, we see, we're bringing you commentary. Whether it be UFC, 1FC, PFL, Bellator, doesn't matter. If they're fighting, we're watching, we're talking about it. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy our episodes. Back on the Pugilist Podcast, man. Robbie, what's up, dude? What uh, What episode is this? Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What do you mean? Like what? What? What number? Yeah. Like six or seven. Okay. All right. I think. I think, I think it's going pretty good. We're right around where most podcasts quit. Oh, really? Is that well, from what? I went to this like seminar, and they said about most podcasts fold at about seven episodes. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't think we're gonna do that. That's surprising to to give up, you know, that that quick. Yeah, I don't know what, you know, I think people probably get into it for the wrong reasons. They think they're going to blow up overnight, you know, but. Sure, yeah. I just like talking fights, brother. And that's what we are here to do today. We have uh, quite a few events to to discuss. Yeah, disclaimer, man. I'm sorry. I was, I've been traveling a little bit, so my schedule has been a little hectic. So um, we'll, we'll catch up and then super stoked about this one coming up here. So. Yeah, UFC 259. Yeah, the first event. Um was uh, UFC Fight Night Blades versus Lewis? I was on February twentieth at uh, the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Did uh, did you happen to catch that card? I think we talked about it the night, right? Yeah, I did. I mean, I I don't know. That whole card went as about as about expected, I guess. Um, I don't know. I didn't. Re- I didn't think. Um, I didn't think Lewis would put him away like that. But um, I I don't remember who I picked to be honest. But yeah, I feel like we both probably leaned more towards blades just for him being like on paper, more, more well-rounded. Yeah. But I mean, I think we, as noted and as seen the puncher's chance was yes. very relevant there, but dude, I, some, I don't know why he blades went it straight in with his head down. I don't get that for a second. I don't understand. Like I think he was, he was done mixing it up on the feet, man. He wanted to, he wanted to get that takedown in. And I, I don't think he gave Derek Lewis like any respect in, in his takedown defense or ability to throw a, you know, a quick shot before he got taken down. That uppercut was like, it looked weird, mm-hmm. but clearly there was something in there because it didn't look as clean as it obviously was. Right. Like it looked a little awkward, a little jammed up in a way, but like, dude, like he was out, out. He was like gone. Yeah. He, yeah. And I then mean, like, those follow those, Couple follow-on shots, I don't think helped, but no, man, those that was a brutal, brutal knockout. I, uh, you know, there's a, a YouTube channel, MMA on point. Have you ever watched them before? Yeah, I have. I think, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it's it's a good YouTube channel, but they're very active on on Twitter, and they usually, you know, before the the fights uh, take place, they they ask who do you think is going to win, and I, I tweeted at them, Derek Lewis uh, KO round one though. Mm. Um, I just yeah, Derek Lewis. I don't know. That was a that was a brutal, brutal knockout. Yeah, Lewis said he had a hard time getting going. He said he couldn't get a good sweat in the back. He couldn't. He didn't feel it in the first. It's weird. You know, I think that can happen to guys. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because after he said that, like you know, I just don't understand how you could not like not be like you're about ready to go into a cage and square off with a guy. You know, like how can you not be fired up you know how could 
I don't get it. Is that is it just like a I is that just Derek, a fighter thing? I think Derek Lewis is just fucking different, dude. You know, like yeah. If you were fucking born to fight, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like you know, if if there was like two contrasting peoples in that context, it'd be like Holly Holm, who literally like sprints back and forth until the fight starts, and then there's Derek Lewis, who looks like he could take a nap. Yeah. Know? So I don't know, man. I think. um Maybe some people just reach a level where, you know, and you are still talking about there is an athletic process to prepping for a fight. So um, if they're not peaking properly or whatever, I know mm-hmm. it's very fickle. And, and, you know, it's like what what is his level of not being able to get ready or not being able to get warm? You know, he's a you know, his, he doesn't look like he's in incredible shape, but his idea of what he feels like is ready could be dramatically different from what we think it is so i don't know man you gotta you gotta kind of take that in stride but yeah weird weird thing to say but it, it showed i feel like i feel like he really had a hard time going that first round well i mean if you I mean, you look at like everything he's done and i mean he's obviously one of the best heavyweights in the world in the ufc at least um he just doesn't seem that like enthusiastic about fighting like he he really only does it because it provides him a, a good paycheck like even at the post-fight press conference uh, he was eager to get out of there. Like he didn't want to talk to the journalists, you know? And I think like you look at some of the, the, the interviews that they've had leading up to UFC 259, you have guys like Drew Dober who are like super excited to talk to, to press. I just don't think Derek Lewis really gives a shit about being a fighter. Like that doesn't define him, you know, it's a way for him. Well, to- I sort of, I, I think it's refreshing. I sort of appreciate that. I mean, even blades was, or blades and some other guys lately have been coming out like, listen, dude, like, I want, I want to make money. Like I want to take care of my family. You know, that's why I do this. Like, so, I mean, you can't knock a guy who's like, look, I I had an an opportunity. I became a fighter. I'm good at it. And it's made me money. No, I think that that's fucking awesome. It doesn't always have to be anything more than that. You know, some guys, some guys I think overhype it. Oh, I'm going to war. I'm going to combat. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. Like, well, actually you're a professional athlete. You're going to make a lot of money you know, doing what you're doing, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think some of these, some of these dudes are just different, bro. And Derek, I thought that it was really, really funny in his post-fight press conference um, interview. He talked about the uppercut. That was all he, he trained in camp. And I believe him. Like if, if he went in to each training session, they just fucking trained that uppercut because they, they just knew that blades was going to go in for a takedown. I, yeah, I don't, um, I don't think you can really dismiss anything Derek Lewis says. Yeah, I agree. Like when he, when the corner was like, why'd you hit him after you knocked him out? That Herb Dean fall, <laughs> you know, and, and he's not wrong. Right. They're all trained to go until the ref stops it. So, um, yeah, man. He is, um, I don't know, an anomaly for that, for that division. You yeah. Know? I just, I don't, maybe he can do something special. I don't see him. Unfortunately, I don't see him really getting to the top of the heap, dude. I don't really know that Blades was really a legitimate number two contender either. Um, I know he's been on a good run, but he's not—he's not an over-the-top, super exciting fighter. Yeah, I mean, he had some—you know—he had some wins over pretty big-name guys. I mean, he beat Volkov and he stopped Junior Dos Santos, which seems like everybody can do these days, you know. Um, well, Dos Santos and Overeem just got released. Yeah, I saw that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get there's a resume there. Um, but as far as excitability, and, but th- the one thing I will say about Derek Lewis is if I don't care who you put him in there with, you can't you can't count him out. That's for sure. No, not at all. Um, 
you know, and I think he's a lot more intelligent than people maybe give him credit to, you know, I think he has a very, I think he has a very high fight IQ. Like he understands, he just, he understands what he is really good at and he understands what somebody else is going to be vulnerable to. And I, I think that's why we've seen him just kick so much fucking ass in that octagon, you know, we never can count him out. Yeah. He damn sure doesn't overthink it. That's for sure. Um, and I think that's a, that's a recipe that works for him. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of blades. I didn't care for him. Um, I, I like Derek Lewis because he's just so different, you know? Yeah. I like, I love his personality. Um, but again, I don't know that he's necessarily a top of the heap kind of guy. I mean, there, but, but he's, he's right there. You know, you've got Nganu who he beat and then Stipe who hasn't fought yet. I mean, Stipe has been knocked out in the past. I mean, he could very well be a be a champion. Oh, I for sure, totally dude. See yeah, it yeah, any um, any of those heavyweights, man. Look, we've talked about it before. Those guys, they can just they can touch each other up, and it's over. You know. Yeah. They all have the power um to put each other out, and I would say in that regard, it's probably in Ganu and then Lewis, power wise. Um, and it seems that Lewis has the ability to land to land better you know, than probably Ngannou can, or at least there for a little while. Ngannou, after that first Stipe fight, didn't seem right. So uh, that's a that's a fight I think they're trying to make. Um, they were talking the Ngannou-Lewis fight. So. I mean, are they, are they assuming, did you hear that, like, regardless of whether or not he beats Stipe or not, like they're going to fight next? Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of been floated around. Uh. I don't think it was anything where they were overlooking you know the Stipe and Ganu fight. I don't. I don't know. I just think uh, that's a fight that's out there. That um, yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot of fans and a lot of media people that were like, you know, they knew that something wasn't right with Francis when they first fought, and you know, on paper, just like Blades, like Ngannou should have probably beat the shit out of Derek Lewis, right? Yeah, but that didn't happen. Derek won. I, I think a lot of people are itching to see that again because, you know, they think Francis is the the next heavyweight king. Yeah. We'll see, man. It's, I mean, dude, the, the, the heavyweight division is fairly exciting at the moment. So, yeah, I like it. I like the way it's looking, especially after like the Overeem and, you know, Volkov fight and this last, you know, the other one, the uh, Rosenstruck and Cyril Gain. Yeah. I was hoping a little, I was hoping to see a little more out of Cyril Gain, but um, I like his, his approach too. You know, he said, yeah, obviously guys want to – they want to see me go in there and destroy these dudes, you know. He was very humble about, like, Dana White's comments and stuff. Like, you know, Dana said, like, hey, this kid had a shot yeah. to, like, kind of finally put himself on the map. I think everybody was hoping that he would. And, you know, I don't know if the moment was a little too big or what. I mean, obviously he fought and he got a win. He got a, a very convincing win. But clearly you want to see those guys, you know. At the heavyweight division, when they go five rounds – um, I would say anytime that happens, aside from Stipe, uh, it just kind of almost doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. I uh, Do you want to jump over to that card or do you want to stick on? Oh, no, go Lewis? ahead. No, go ahead. It's just because we were talking heavyweight. To no, me. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we can just – let's keep the momentum going heavyweights, huh? Yeah, run through I, it. Just, just run through it, man. Tell me what you're seeing. As far as the division goes? No, whatever. Just whatever you want to throw them at me. Um, 
Well, I guess let's just let's just keep going with the heavyweight division um, and jump over to Rosenstruck and uh, and Cyril Gain. I didn't like that fight, right? I was expecting a lot more. I guess I, I think the I kind of hyped myself up expecting this fucking massive stand up slugfest, yeah. and we didn't get it. We got a very slow, methodical twenty five minute fight with very low strikes being thrown on both sides. Yeah. I mean, with some Cyril, takedowns mixed in, right? Cyril yeah, went in for some takedowns. Yeah, Cyril. I don't know, man. I, I so Rosenstrunk was, you know, obviously he he's got some some momentum or some clout behind him, you know, because he's had some good fights. I think he's dropped a couple here recently, but um, Cyril Gane is like kind of the up and comer, you know. You know, he's French. He's a kickboxer. I thought he would. I thought he'd be able to put him away. I thought they were going to bang it out too. And I don't know, man. I think sometimes both of those guys knew knew what kind of moment they were in. They both need a win. And then it becomes one of those over respect for each other kind of moments, you know? Yeah. You know, neither of them sees the moment, dude. And and then you wind up with a a boring five round, you know, snooze fest. It kind of reminded me of um, Sylvia and Arlovsky three. You remember that one? Yeah. That was a 25 minute fight where like jack shit happened. The entire fight I was watching that. They're just in there circling each other. Like really? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Very little action, which, you know, I mean, that has its place in MMA, MMA I think. You know, you're just going to get sometimes dull fights. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about Cyril Gain. I've never seen any of his kickboxing fights looking at his record. Like, he doesn't seem to have that many kickboxing bouts. Um, so, uh, you know. Yeah, I think um, he gets – I think because he's from France, he gets that kickboxing pedigree. Sure. That's, that's kind of where they, you know, tend to start. So you're right. I've never really seen any of his kickboxing bouts either. I've, you know, that's the skill set that they sort of hype him on. And maybe he's not as, you know, some of these guys wind up getting overhyped, man. And it's possible. I like him. I like his approach and I like how humble he is. He's very honest with himself. He's very, you know, he's willing to accept and see the, the warranted sort of criticism of his performances. So, yeah, um, but you can't, I mean, in, in the heavyweight division, you can't, you can't afford to be a boring fighter, man. It just can't happen. No, you know, I was really surprised at, at Rosenstrike considering like his pedigree too. I mean, he's yeah. had, I think nearly like a hundred kickboxing fights and, you know, 13 or so MMA fights. I just expected more from him, especially considering him coming off that last win with, uh, Dos Santos, you know, yeah. which I thought he looked great in. Um, I don't know. It was, it was surprising to see him fight the way he did that night. Right. I don't know, man. I don't know where that – so it's weird because there's, like, pockets of the heavyweight division that are super exciting, but I don't know where where is the young the young bloods coming in, and, and we're still not really sure what John Jones is going to do in, yeah. in, the, in the division, right? So we don't know what's going to happen with him. Like, Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he was, yeah, I mean, he was tweeting and – yeah, these guys are gonna have you know these guys are gonna have to figure it out when daddy comes home and all this stuff. Like he's talking like it's already his division, which I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but he he looks good. He looks big from the videos and stuff that I've seen. He looks big and he still looks like he's fast. So he could be Wait. a really interesting dynamic. But just did you say John Jones already said like that's that's my division or something like that? That's kind of how he's talking. I think when he's oh. tweeting at these guys and like kind of saying that stuff, like yeah, he's he's already kind of talking shit on these heavyweights and he hasn't even been in there with one of them yet. 
Yeah. Um, John Jones has never been short of confidence, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for John Jones. I kind of never have. I think he, obviously he's got a skill set that um, is pretty unmatched. Uh, I don't. I just don't like his personality, but he's an incredible fighter. So it's an interesting, interesting dynamic that he's going to bring to the heavyweight division. I'm just not really sure where it's going to go. Yeah, um, well, I mean, that that fight card, Blades versus Lewis, you know. Lewis and Blades had the main event, but then there were two other heavyweight fights on the main card that involved some young prospects. You had the Tom uh, Espin- Espinall fight with Andre. That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good one. And uh, and then Chris Dawkins um, fighting Alexia Linick and beating the shit out of him. Right. You know, both guys. I think Tom Espinall uh, was that might have been his second or third fight in the UFC. And then I think the same for Dawkins, both pretty young, both not a whole lot of MMA experience, but those two were fucking put on a show, man. They looked fucking great that night. Yeah. You know, the way Aspinall just went in and, uh, and took Arlowski down in the second round and just, I mean, he slapped on a rear naked choke and two shots yeah, he, of a lamb's tail. It was right. Yeah. Dude, our, and our, Arlowski is, is no slouch on the ground. Like, no, like, yeah, man. <laughs> he's been slick on the ground. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he um, fucking tapped out Tim Sylvia with a heel hook. Yeah, I mean, right. take some so, skill. Uh, that that Aspinall kid, I, I like him. Um, he's he's a he's a little piece of excitement for sure. So yeah, for and he's you know he's six five, two hundred, like a, a high heavyweight. You know, young. Um, he looks like he's in really great shape and fast. Yeah. Yeah, like pretty pretty fast. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's the the heavyweight division is is. Uh, I don't think the landscape in the heavyweight division necessarily is obvious as it might seem, but I think um, the UFC is going to schedule a lot of really great fights this year in that division. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like the, the heavyweight division is like the, sort of what drives all of combat sports right any 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 fighting pugilist style sport the heavyweight division is usually the one that really drives it right so yeah i mean we'll see but the, the ufc is kind of cleaning house you know with uh with getting rid of overeem and dos santos you know well dana dana says i don't do the old guy stuff and i think he's stuck into his guns and yeah and you know those guys are kind of unfortunately they're getting put away and it seems like it's getting easier and easier so they both, uh, you know, they both sort of accepted it and very gracious and in, in sort of, you know, being released and, and moving on. So I think they both kind of knew, you know, like, hey, maybe it is time to reassess and kind of see where I'm at. So neither um, one's going to have difficulty getting fights outside of the UFC. I mean, no, not at all. I just I just I don't know that. I just hope it's um, I don't like like I said, I like both of those guys and I don't I don't want to see them get beat up, you know, and hurt. Oh yeah, I mean, well, especially Dos Santos. I mean, you look at him; um, he's just he's taken a beating the last few years, um, which has been, you know, crazy to watch. Considering you know we were probably watching him, you know, in his prime coming up, you know, beating yeah, Verdum sure. and Krokop and winning the title, knocking out Kane. Um, yeah, to see him, yeah, it's going to be like, like a I punch would say if they now. could take a couple years off and rest, they should, but they're too old. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't have you know, father time and the fight game is smaller. So sure. They, I mean, for most anyways, they can't take, they can't afford to take much time off. So yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, but 
I mean, you got guys like Frank Mir. He's taking some kind of boxing fight soon, so he's going to fight uh, Antonio Tarver, I guess. He's an old heavyweight champ. So, what's he? What's he doing that for? I don't know. Probably just a publicity. I have no idea. He said he always wanted. Mir said he always wanted a box. Well, he's never really been known to be a stand-up fighter. You know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I think I think there's a there's a market for these weird boxing fights because that's the status of the boxing sport right now. You're talking these like like these celebrity fights. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, boxing's not good. So that's what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to boxing. I, I just saw. I just happened to. I follow. I think I followed Frank Mir because his daughter. His daughter started fighting. Um, yeah, it's it's. They're doing these weird things in boxing. It's strange. I don't care yeah. for it. So, well, I heard like the Ryzen president or somebody within Ryzen was talking about, you know, being excited um, to potentially bring over him back over to Japan. Who over Frank Mir? No, over him. Oh, uh, well, that'd be a good place for him to go and finish his career. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, that's where that's really where his MMA career and pride took off. Yep. And he was he was a high-level kickboxer for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, I'd almost rather see him just go back to kickboxing. But, you know, I don't know. I th- he may even be too big for that now. I don't know. Maybe. He was a lot smaller when he used to kickbox. Oh, you dude, I mean? no. He was like fucking Ubering back then. He was on, he was on everything. When he was like fighting, when he fought like Badrhari, and when he won the the Grand Prix, dude, he was so juiced up. He was huge. And, wait, hold on, in MMA or kickboxing? No, in K one. Yeah, kickboxing. Oh, I don't know how much of his K one career. I thought he was smaller because he fought. He fought at uh, two hundred five. Yeah, in Pride. In Pride. Yeah, and then, dude, if you just Google like Uberim K one. Like, yeah, no, he's. he's fat, I mean. Yeah, before Usada caught on to him in the UFC, like he was, <laughs> he was gigantic in the UFC for a while too. Yeah, like when he fought Lesnar, he was a man. Yeah, he's a, he, every, I mean, I, like I said before, I like him, but he's definitely a drug cheat. His his fucking K one days, man, were were terrifying. That I guess I didn't, I didn't realize that he was that big in K one. I just I I started really paying attention to him when he started fighting Pride, so I just assumed he was always that small. Mm. Yeah, he bulked up pretty big. Then he got hit by, uh, you know, after the Lesnar fight, and then after that, he his physique definitely changed. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was pretty obvious. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, dude, I, I, time and time again, I look at all these cards, and I'm just like, holy shit, dude. Like, the UFC is going to have a year. Yeah, someone put out an infographic of, of all the fights that were coming up, and it was it was a very large number of, of fights. There's going to be a lot of action yeah. in 2021. It's just, it's a unique year. I think where there's just matchups that are stacking up and they're just hitting, you know, they're, you know, assuming that they don't get canceled or dropped. I mean, some of these big marquee fights that they're looking for are kind of, this could be a pinnacle pinnacle year for the UFC. Yeah. Um, and you know, they've got some big sponsorship deals now. They just did that yeah. DraftKings thing. And right. now the venom, uh, the venom deal, I think starts next month. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. One uh, thing I have been noticing though is it's really getting to be unfortunate. Like, have you noticed how many fights get dropped each card? Yeah, like, I, 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 Overkill was supposed to fight. Like, I'm watching like two to three fights are getting dropped off each card. But mo- most of those are because of COVID, are they not? It seems like it. Yeah, just maybe maybe it's just that uh, COVID maybe just gives it more attention. 
because I don't remember them ever really announcing, you know, how many, you know, this fight or that fight would get dropped. So it seems like, I don't know if they're just uh, being more transparent with it, but it seems to be happening. And, and what's interesting though, is when they do reschedule the fighters, it's not always rescheduled to the exact same fight. Like violent Bob Ross is fighting some other different dude here coming up. He got rescheduled for another fight, oh, but really? it's not the same kid. It's somebody else. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting what's happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys got to eat, dude. If they're not fighting, they're not getting paid, you know? Yep. So I, I would imagine that they're willing to take just about anything they can get. But, Pretty soon yeah. those guys are, some UFC fighters are going to be starting like an OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the thing, man. Everybody, all yeah, these, yeah. Uh, well, at least on the, if you got, if you have what at least appears to be decent feet or, um, fake boobs like they're they're making only fans and, and apparently they're making money on it yeah good for them i think feet are fucking disgusting but apparently there's people out there that will pay to see them dude not to get too much off topic and sorry this might be kind of gross but my fucking like right foot has been super dry okay so for like valentine's day my wife got me this uh these, this foot like treatment thing you you basically put this like boot on your foot and it's like an acid yeah okay they let Bro, I did that. yeah i did <laughs> that, that? Day. <laughs> okay okay yeah it's fucking awesome dude no it didn't work on mine my feet oh, it didn't? That it didn't even work <laughs> well i'm gonna have to do it again but like it got like my heels and like it, it didn't get like right underneath my toes but no bro i'm right there with you my feet are fucked i'm gonna go get a pedicure it's that bad. I'm gonna go let I'm gonna go let someone fucking touch my disgusting feet. It's all right, that's it. They choose to do it, right? You're not the okay. only one, bro. Trust me, you're not. Oh. The only one. <laughs> all right, back to MMA. <laughs> Anything else about Blazer Lewis that you want to? Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think that I honestly, um, I, off the top of my head, I don't recall how my picks went for that one, but um, I think that card played out pretty much the way the way that I thought it would. Um, yeah, it was a good card, a good night for the heavyweights. Well, for yeah, dude, I mean, some of these, it's, it's in, like, I'm definitely seeing where we have to look a little deeper on these cards because at, at a glance, when you just look it over, you're like, yeah, or at least for me, I'm like, oh, I don't know so much if this is going to be a great card, dude, but to keep sort of overachieving from from my sort of where I'm at with some of these fighters. Again, like there are a lot of guys coming in that I don't necessarily know, but the cards are outperforming my initial, my initial sort of assessment of them, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's always a good problem to have. Yeah, overall, though, I, you know, I didn't the, – the next card, the Rosenstrike versus Gain, I, I didn't think that that was that good of a card. I mean, everyone uh, yeah, kind of soured it. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that one. And again, um, unfortunately I was like trying to eat, like, again, I'm traveling. So like, I'm like watching this shit on my phone, you know, like out at a re- local restaurant, like just trying to get food because I'm traveling and, you know, stuck in hotels or whatever. Um, so I didn't, you know, I caught some of it, caught a lot, you know, most of it. And then I caught the the final fight, but yeah, for sure. The card definitely wasn't, um, as exciting as they've been. And I, I, you know, dude, they're, they're running them every week. I mean, yeah, you're, you're bound to, you're, you're bound to have a flop here and there. Yeah. I mean, there were in, you know, individuals, you know, some good fights like the, the Munoz, um, J 
Jimmy Reverified, I thought was really, really good. And Casares yeah. and Kevin Kroom, that was, I thought that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, you know, the co-main event with uh, Ankylev or whatever, however, however the fuck you say his name, Magomed yeah. Ankylev and Nikita Krylov. I expected a lot more out of that one. That one really wasn't all that exciting. And then, uh, like, like we said, the main event was just kind of dull. Yeah, it was almost like over. They were just too respectful, almost. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I can only imagine what it's like to go in there. I'm sure they all go in there with the ex- expectation that they're going to go head hunting, or you know, they're going to find a submission. You know, it, I you got to think that's what they're looking for. And then I think when they start touching each other, man, they just realize like, oh shit, maybe I'm in. You know, how deep is the water that I'm in? I think that happens. Sure. Yeah. I can only imagine what that's like, but you got to appreciate a guy who goes in there and just fucking throws caution in the wind. I mean, but you know, I don't know, man. I mean, they, they also have careers that they have to protect. Yeah. And they got their fucking health. They want to protect. They don't want their, you know, they don't want to be sitting in a, in a chair shitting and pissing themselves. Drooling oh, dude, yeah, dude. I like it when they, I like it when they just go in there and that's clean, you know, they either put the dude to sleep or tap <laughs> them out and it happens fast. I honestly like it when that happens. I don't, um, I don't care to see him all beat up and bloody and all that shit. Like, um, mm. because you just, I look more into like these guys as athletes, right. And in their careers, you're like, fuck man. Like you want to see him have a long and healthy, as healthy a career as they can. And, and honestly, MMA has proven to be a safer sport than like say a boxing because those guys just get bludgeoned, you know? So I don't know, man. Yeah. I, oh, I just like it when they go out clean. I don't like seeing them bang for 25 minutes. It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, but from a spectator's perspective, come on, man, you get fights like Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, they're fun to watch. I just, a part of me is like, oof. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know I mean, like how many, fights <laughs> no, did yeah. we, how many fights did we just lose? You know? Sure. Yeah. Like how many fights did that just take off his career? Like, um, I get what you're saying. I don't like, I don't I don't watch much of the BKFC. Do you watch any of that? Uh, yeah, I've watched, I've watched a few. I mean, I've watched some of them so bad, so (laughs) bad. Like, you know, just give it time. I, oh man, just give it, give it time. They're they're working out the kinks, you know, overall, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's really a spectator sport right there. Right. Oh, totally. That's an animal spec. Like that's like, let me hammer beers and just scream dumb shit. You know what? Um, did you watch the Wineland fight? Yeah, I did. Yeah, dude, dude. That, that bummed me out, bro. He was like legit Irish boxing. He was he was like legit pugilistic. <laughs> he was like fucking nineteen twenties. Like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> like it was awesome. Well, he's he's always had that that low stance. I mean, at least from what I've seen. No, dude, but fight. even the even the commentary was like this guy is like a nineteen twenties boxer. Like, no, they're saying that because of his fucking ridiculous mustache. Dude, go back and look at his hands. He was doing this shit. It was awesome. Okay. I'll go it was check. So cool. And then he got okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then he got then he got stopped. Man, he's had a he's had a rough rough go of it. He's been kind of bounced between wins and losses. Um he's on a two fight skid now. Oh, that's right. Sean O'Malley knocked him out cold. Yeah, that was a bad one. Well fuck, man. UFC two fifty nine, March sixth. Saturday. This, dude, this is a big, big card. There's a lot of – I'm looking at the – even the early prelims look really fun. 
how you how you feeling about this card from head to toe? It's a there's a lot of fucking fights on this card. Uh, head to toe, it looks really great. A lot of New Zealand. It's a lot of New Zealand guys. You got so I'm I'm looking at um, the early prelims look pretty stacked, and then the the prelims look great, dude. You got I mean you got Dominic Cruz headlining a prelim. Headlining card. the prelims, bro. Yeah, that's weird. That seems weird to me. Yeah, what and then the main, I mean, the main card is just out of this world. Like, you know, it's, I mean, you're running three title fights in a night, dude. That's insane. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Islam uh, Makachev and Drew Dober. Islam is supposed to be the next Khabib. That's what people have been saying. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I mean, he trains, trains directly with Khabib. Not. Yeah. He, uh, I think he's more of a stand-up guy with... I don't know. He seems more more of a stand up guy with really good fucking ground and pound, really good top game. He's fighting Drew Dober, who's on a fucking tear, and then uh, Tiago Santos and Alexander Rakic, Ratchik, Ratchik, Ratchik. Yeah, I think he's a croat. Austrian mixed martial artist of Serbian ethnicity. I was way off. <laughs> he uh, serves in croats though. He's fucking nasty, dude. Yeah, I was watching a, a couple videos of his recently. He's, he's looks pretty well well rounded. Thiago Santos, I haven't seen him for a while. Uh, he last fought in uh, November. He fought uh, Glover. Oh, okay. Yeah, he lost that lost that fight. He got choked out. Yeah, and he's still the number two. Oh yeah, he fucking won that uh, John Jones fight. I don't I don't care. Um, what people say, I think, I think you beat John Jones. I like, I think, I think this is an appropriate. So I'm looking at the ESPN lines. They got um, Santos plus 138, Rakic uh, minus 167. I think that's appropriate. And, and I'm going to go with Ratchets on that one. Yeah. I think that one's going to end violently one way or the I other. I think so. Yeah, one way or the other, it's going to be nasty. Um, I don't know, man. I, th- I think I have to go with Santos. I like Santos. Okay. Two fight skid or not, you know that dude's a motherfucker. Yeah, no, he's a beast, and two fight skid could motivate him to grab. You know, sure. It se- yeah, it seems like if you go, if you are in a third, you know, third fight kind of hot water, we'll call it. It's win or go home. You know, win or move mm. on. So. Yeah, he could go in pretty motivated. So, I mean, if you're a betting guy and you're looking at an underdog to pick, I mean, that's certainly a good one. But yeah, this uh, this Rakic kid is nasty on his feet, man. So, all right, we'll see. I, I find it for me, I find it really difficult to to bet against a lot of those guys. The the serves, the Croats, yeah, um, you know your your Georgians, like they're just phenomenal fighters, man. There's a there's something it's in their culture, you know. So he's he's a pretty big light heavyweight too, six four. Yeah, that's seventy eight yeah. inch reach. And he's at two oh five. He is absolutely shredded. Yeah, yeah. The clips I saw, he looked uh, he looked pretty scary. Yeah. That's so Santos. Should be a good fight, right? Uh that's yeah. I mean, that's a that's a burner to start the card. Yeah, the main card, anyways. 
I'm trying to. Then, who, uh, who did Islam Makachev fight last? Uh, I have no idea. I don't. You know, the only guy I knew, I know that he fought. Uh, he fought Nick Lance. He fought Gleason Tabau, and he knocked him out. Um, let's look at his record. Oh, he fought a guy named Davi Davi Ramos last. Okay. Number yeah, 14, so everybody's. So he's he's the number fourteen ranked lightweight. Dober's fifteen, so it's an appropriate fight. Dober's uh, building quite a name for himself, isn't he? Yeah, Dober has been—he's uh, been stopping a lot of dudes after his uh, his last loss to Benelli uh, or Benil Dariush Benelli. He fucking knocked out that cocky ass little shit, Alexander Hernandez, the guy who was talking shit to Cowboy before their fight, talking about yeah, putting yeah, him yeah, in, uh, yeah. in a nursing home, and then Cowboy schooled him. Yeah, Dober pounded the shit out of him. That kid got beat again, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. I don't think he's on like a a three fight skit. I think he yeah he's. No, but he just got beat this past weekend. Yeah, he lost to uh, Tiago uh, Moises. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Makachev. Fuck that man, Dober's Dober's looking mean as fuck. Like yeah, I think I think he's one of those guys that can right up at the top yeah i mean i don't know dude these dagestanis just find a way yeah yeah i think it's going to be a very tough fight but um i think dober's gonna win so i'd imagine whoever comes out of that one um is gonna go on a pretty pretty good run i would think those are a couple guys that probably are showing enough promise to tear through the the bottom end of that division and get themselves in a in a top five scrap you know yeah maybe yeah maybe um you know, the one thing I noted about Islam and, and watching some of his v- videos, like, and I've said it before, his his top control is really, really good. Like, if he gets you mounted, like, you're not fucking going anywhere. And yeah. the, the peppering punches he throws from from mount, like, they're extremely precise. I, I was seeing that in some of his some of his other fights. Like, if if he's gonna throw a punch after he mounts you, like, he's gonna hit you and he's gonna hit you flush and good. It might not, it's not gonna knock you out, but. Yeah, that's, that's, gonna an, do that's an interesting observation, though, because people aren't very precise when they're mounted. They just bang. No, he's he seemed very, uh, very methodical, like very, you know. Well, when they when they can wrestle like that, you know, that and they got the hip control. Yeah, you can, you're, you, it'll afford you the opportunity to pick your shots. Where sure most guys don't know how long they're, you know, they're, when they're on that top control like that, they're just going for the ride. They don't know how long they're going to be there. Yeah, um, solid, solid wrestlers like that have way better control because of the hips. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, wow. he didn't seem too interested in in like working for chokes and stuff like that. Yeah, like there was one fight where he eventually went for an armbar and and got it. And his submission game looked really good. But uh, he looked pretty. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a guy who could just like if I get you mounted, like I'll just stay here and just punch the shit out of you. Yeah. So I would say um, I've talked with Kyle Stewart a little bit, and he mentioned about some of these Dagestani's is they're good at being the hammer, but not the nail. Mm-hmm. So if any of them, if you can get in there and lay some shots on them, I guess it's, it, it can flip the script quick. So, yeah. you know, this Dober kid seems like he's someone who who may be able to do that. Dober's a monster. He's a scary dude. And Islam has been knocked out before he, he got knocked out in his uh, second UFC fight, like knocked out cold, mm. you know? So, I mean, and, and Dober hits hard as shit. He, have you, have you seen Dober's like jawline? Have you seen his face? Well, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah. He looks, dude, uh, you look at that he, fucking jaw. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, he's a sweetheart. Like if if you listen to his interviews, like he's like the nicest guy in the world. Those are the scariest fighters, though. 
You know, what's interesting about Dober. This is a really cool kind of sappy romantic love story, but Drew early on in his UFC days, um, he fought a, a German fighter named Nick Hein. Okay. And it was a really good back and forth fight. He, Drew ended up losing, but I think in like the after party or something like that, like he ran into Nick Hein, who was with his sister. Nick was Nick's sister, you know, came, came to the fights or something like that. And Drew and her ended up hitting it off and they ended up getting fucking married. How do you know this? Um, I saw, I think it was an article on MMA junkie like years ago, dude, like I dig your TMZ knowledge. Like, you know <laughs> I like, I mean? like, listen, man, I'm a romantic at heart. I, I value a good, a good love story. And that's, that's I feel, beautiful. I feel, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I, like that. <laughs> I thought that that was cool. You know, like you end up marrying the, the sister of a guy who you fucking slugged it out with, you know, in a, that is kind of wild. Yeah. That is actually yeah. really wild. But uh, yeah, I've been a fan of Dobers for a long time. I, I, th- I think he's something uh, real special for this division. How long, and, dude? Uh, he's ranked 15 as a lightweight. How long has he been around? He's been fighting in the UFC since 2013. What? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't start off his career in in the UFC all that well. Um, you know, he he lost some some fights that would have brought him closer, but. Uh, you know, I mean, he's jumped around between weight classes too. He used to fight at welterweight. And, so okay, uh, maybe that's why I'm. Maybe that's why his name is yeah. sort of confusing me. Yeah, because I recognize him. I know I've seen him. Obviously, I've been watching UFC forever. If he was fighting in 2013, I for sure have seen him fight. But sure, I, I don't have much recall on him. That's weird. Interesting, dude. Could be a good one. Yeah, I I, I think that's probably the fight that I'm looking forward to the most. Really? Yeah, on the on the main card at least. Okay. And then after that, um, what should be a good fight? You've got our, our first of three title fights. You've got uh, the Bantamweight bout, Peter Yan I'm defending. Least, of the three title fights, I'm least excited about this one. Why is that? He's fighting Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, I don't care for either of them. No? No, they, neither of them really moved the needle for me. I'm sure it'll be an okay fight. Pretty good. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, you, don't, you don't get excited about the smaller weights, though, do you? I, I, I don't, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, they're they're fast, they're technical, they bang. They're usually really good. What they lack in like size and power, they they make they they make up for in technique. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's too fast paced for me. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. Um, my, I think I draw the line for me at about 145. You know. Yeah. But I'm sure this is going to be a great fight. Yeah, I think it will. I, uh, I mean, do you, Aljamain Sterling, I was never really, a, you know, I'd, I mean, I paid attention to him and watched his fights, but the the Corey Sandhagen fight that that he won, like, quick in, like, less than two minutes um, was a huge tell. Like, when the way he did that to Corey, um, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Aljamain is. His wrestling is top-notch. When I look at this fight, though, I don't like, and I think to myself, like, you know, which one of these guys is a champion? Neither of them, like, really move as a champ. Like, don't do much for me, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, maybe the UFC needs a little more, um, you know, if fucking Peter Young just won the, the, the bell. He hasn't defended it. It's his first title defense. Yeah. You know, um, I think depending on how he performs, you know, the UFC might get behind him and yeah, start pushing him out. 
So this is a this is a fifty fifty minus one ten either side. It's a pick. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a pick em. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think it's a fucking tough one. Um, Jan Sterling, really Sterling good. is for sure the more marketable fighter. Well, yeah, I'm mean, just from a, from an American perspective, right? Because he's fucking speaks our language. Peter Jan doesn't fucking speak a lick of English. English, I don't think, right? Uh, not if he does, it's not very much. I'm sure in Russia he's doing good, but yeah, probably. I don't even know where I'm at on this one. It just doesn't really. It doesn't do much for me. The the one thing that I know, and I know this was a long time ago, but Elgermain got knocked out cold by Marlon Marias, which. You know, Marlon is a, a very strong striker, so it's not all that surprising. Yeah. But the fact that he just got knocked out, you know, I mean, not the fact that he was knocked out just makes me think that Peter. Does could, Peter I mean, really Peter, have the power? Yeah, he does. Peter's I, very, not just with his punches, but with his kicks too. Like he's, okay. his, his ability to, to throw really good combinations from, from top and bottom positions, from punches to kicks. He's a, he's a bit uh, of a volume guy too, isn't he? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, not, I'm not talking not like, like Max Holloway volume, but I feel like he can, no. he, can, he can throw. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's super well conditioned. Um, like the way he knocked out Faber when those two fought, and the beatdown he put on Jose. He's. Uh, I don't know. It's a. It's a tough, tough fight to call. Where do you Where do you see it going? I think. Alzheimer's- I think it. Algermain wins it if it goes to the ground. Yes, one hundred. I think if Algermain gets it to the ground, not only will he win the fight, I think he'll finish Jan. I think he'll choke him out. Yeah. Um, if it stays standing, I think. I mean, you'd be silly to give yeah, up. So the, the question, the question is, can he? The question is, can he take him down? I think he can. Okay. I think he can take him down. I think he can take him down. I think he can keep him down. Algermain wasn't was a, a really good fucking wrestler. I don't think he was division one, but, um, yeah, but he's out of Matt Sarah's gym too. I love Matt Sarah. I always have. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least he's a, he's a part of that, you know, that crowd. The that Sarah, Sarah Longo team. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'll go Joe, man. Just, yeah, I so do, yeah. from him. I'd like to see that too, man. I think, uh, I don't know. He's a marketable dude. You know, if with, yeah, with a belt around Algermain's waist, I like I like the next. champions. I like it when the UFC can market their champions. Yeah, he's um, marketable as shit. It's more fun. It's better for the sport. You know. Yeah, I'm and, not saying I'm not saying that Peter Yan is not marketable. He's just not as marketable yet. I mean, there was a time when Joanna Joanna Champ was like didn't even, didn't wouldn't even like try to speak English or any of that. You know, didn't even try to have like fan engagement. She just went in and murdered people and eventually found her way to the title. And, and then like things had to change. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying that Peter Young couldn't be that, but. Um, It'll be easier for Algermain to be that. I yeah. Think. I'd much rather see it in, in, in Algermain's hands personally. And it, it's just a hard, this, uh, it's a, for me, it's a, it's a hard division that doesn't excite me. So it's just where I'm at, you know, I don't know. It's every, every more reason to watch that fight. Yeah. I'll go just with- my, I'll go Aljo there. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I like the idea of Algermain winning the title and then defending it against Sandhagen for his first title defense. I think that would be the shit. Or TJ. Although I don't really think TJ deserves any type of title fight. Yeah. Do you think TJ stays in 135? Uh, I think TJ will go to fucking any division that will get him to the belt faster. That's probably true. 
I think he's so desperate to to reclaim a title. I'm, I want to know where where No Love is going to stand too. Is he going to? You know, I've heard he's going to 125. Yeah, I wish he'd I mean, just stay at 135. I think there's more interesting fights for him at 135. Yeah, for sure, I agree. And I like him better. I don't want to see him have to cut fucking massive weight to make make that weight class. I hate it when they do that. I hate yeah. it, hate it, hate it when they do that. And he's fast as shit. No matter what division, I think you go to. Well, like, yeah, he's Cody's, Cody's going to be faster than pretty much everybody. Yeah, and he's got he's got pure boxing power. So, um, I think he's nasty at any weight. You know, the one, the one, the thirty fivers. There aren't many of them. Well, I think it's changing now, but initially. The what the lighter you go, the less knockouts and things you'll see. Mm-hmm. I think that's starting to change, but um, you know, for a long time, it was just you had to you really had to be a technique geek to follow those weight classes. You know, yeah, uh, like you're not going to see Demetrius Johnson in there like putting dudes away necessarily. Maybe with some submissions, but as far as power, he was way fast and just really touch him up, take him down kind of guy. Like. You know, I think these I think these divisions are starting to change. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something on the horizon. Yeah, I like Aljo there though. All right, and then uh, women's featherweight. So this Amanda, is the fight. This is the fight that I'm actually the most excited about. Amanda Nunes uh, defending her featherweight title against Megan Anderson. What uh, What are you thinking about that one, dude? It's. I think at this point, it's way way hard to pick against Amanda, but Megan is, is good. I don't know if she's ready for a title, but she's good and she's big and she's strong. Like at 145 pounds, she's, she's nasty. And she's but pretty she doesn't too. have a resume behind her though. Yeah. She, I mean, I, you know, her coming up party was supposed to be against Holly. When she made her UFC debut, I think. I think that's what the UFC was really hoping for. I think they yep. wanted to see her smash Holly. Um, Holly beat her, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, decisively. Um, so that that train kind of got derailed, and then she she lost to uh, Felicia Spencer. Yeah, got choked out. That you know, and she beat that Kat Zagano and then two other two other chicks. She just knocked out a girl in her last fight. That's what got her the the fight with Amanda. Um, well, she's a she's definitely a legit forty five er for females, though, hundred percent. Like, oh yeah, and you know what? If you yeah. I think if you look at her progression from when she came into the UFC to to where she is now, like she has made like huge leaps. Like she has become a much better fighter. Well, and she's in the James Krause camp, and yeah, he's he's, really, uh, he's, he's he become a really good coach, a, le- a legit coach. Like, yeah, yep. Um, he's a good fighter in his own right, but he seems to be a better coach, to be honest. Well, he had he cornered a couple guys uh, a few cards ago. I don't know if it was the Rosenstrick. Uh, it was, yeah. No, he cor- he he's dude. I you see him cornering a lot of guys. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's a really good fucking a, coach. He's a he has built a pretty pretty solid camp. I mean, he's not like a Jackson Jackson Wink yet, but he's got a stable of fighters, there. man. He's he's legit. Well, he was, you know, I don't know if he's still actually actively fighting. Um, I mean, he's he's fought recently, but I don't know what his plans are in the future. But I mean, he's a great fucking fighter, James Krause. Yeah, really crafty. Where do you see it going? What do you see? I mean, it's it's everything. So everything points to a stand up fight. 
Ooh, I mean, I don't know. You know, I think, uh, I think Amanda likes, likes to challenge herself when she's in there. And I think oh. that, um, she could surprise people and try and make it a grappling, you know, a grappling Amanda, fight. Hey, Amanda's amazing everywhere. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's good. Absolutely. Everywhere. Um, Amanda's a, uh, she's going to transcend gender and you're going to be talking about her as one of the greatest fighters ever. Well, I, I, I almost think that you're at that, that we're at that point where you, you have to, you have to make that call because she is the only champion that is holding two belts and defending both belts. Like nobody, defending. Yeah, yeah, no one's doing nobody, that. nobody's fucking done that. Like, yeah, no, McGregor, McGregor grabbed, grabbed the featherweight belt and then never defended it, you know? Mm-hmm. So same with the lightweight belt. Like there's no defenses. Yeah. She's doing things that no one else has done, at least in MMA. Um, Like regardless of fucking sex and gender and all that bullshit. Like if you just look at credentials, like uh, Amanda's the most decorated fucking champion ever. I tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to square up with Amanda Nunes. Fuck no, man. I'm a big (laughs) fat dude. I would not want to square up with her. She's nasty. I wouldn't no. I mean, if you, you look at the things she's done, the way she stopped Holly, the way she stopped Rhonda, the way she f- just blitzed Chris Cyborg, like that is that's a woman you don't want to cross. You yeah, know? she has real she has real, real power. And here's the thing. This is what's what I, this is the thing I find interesting too, is you're right. She 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 took out Cyborg hard. Yeah. Cyborg's a big woman. Yep. You know, she she routinely walks around at 165 pounds. Um but between her and Amanda, there wasn't a huge or obvious size difference. If you watch the square off between Megan and Amanda, Megan is fucking huge. I have not. I've, I'm gonna after Dude, this podcast is done, I'm gonna watch the the way. She's so much taller. Like um, Megan is a big woman. Yeah, she's I don't know six exactly feet tall. how tall she is, but she's tall. She's six feet tall, and like is thick and strong. Yeah, you know the thing with Amanda that that I noted is the fight with Chris Cyborg. Like Chris Cyborg had history behind her. You know, she, I mean, she was like going into that fight, she was the, the most terrifying female fighter ever, right? Yeah, for sure. Fucking mauls everybody, and Amanda goes in there, and the way Amanda fought her, like Amanda didn't like like Chris Cyborg was was shit on the toilet paper. Yeah, you know, like she just went in and fucking wiped the floor with her, just like. Unreal. Gave no fucks. Like I don't care. Like what your credentials are, what people think of you. Like yeah. I'm just gonna come in and murder you. And that's what she did. Yeah. You know it's crazy. Same so, thing with Rhonda. No respect. Like no respect. I'm not gonna, dude. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like I feel like there's a bit of a Holly Rhonda upset in the making here. Mm. I I just feel like it could happen. I could see it. I don't, I don't know that it's going to, I don't know that Megan's ready yet. Like I, I, I a hundred percent believe that Megan is going to be the women's featherweight title holder at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if this first go is it, you know? However, yeah, here's the, here's the other thing is Amanda's like a, a mom now. Her mm-hmm. and Nina have a baby. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, these are sort of those untangible things. You have to wonder, was she able to focus in training? You know, is it all, is she taking it seriously still, you know, and and if she doesn't or didn't, you can't blame her. She's like starting a family, you know? Yeah. I mean, prior to being, go ahead. There's just some questions. Yeah. Prior to being a father, 
like I never would have picked up on this, but as, as I'm watching like the UFC countdown, you know, and you, you see Amanda with her, with her child, like when my son was born, that made me leave my profession as a police officer. You know, he was like yeah. my motivation behind pursuing other, other career opportunities. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a, a consideration that we have to uh, be cautious of, you know, when looking at Amanda, like her whole world flipped upside down when, when she had a baby, you know, for better, I'm hoping. Um, oh, it's, it, so I follow them. I love them. I love Amanda and Nina as a couple. I think they're incredible. I think they're great for the sport. I think they're both incredible, real fighters. They're not just like, you know, faces. Um, and like, I'm sort of, I love to watch like their journey. It's cool, but you gotta, you have to wonder what is it going to do? You know, cause even Nina has got a fight coming up too. She's going to fight Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, that's a that's a good fight. So I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. Listen, I think I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Nunes here. Um, I just I gotta say, I just you know I I don't like to do this. I like to be as decisive as I possibly can. I just can see. I could see this being a massive upset. Is all. All right. Did you hear me burp just now? No, it's all good. I got, yeah, I'm going to go with Nunez, but I got to be honest, man. I really, really like Megan Anderson and I want, I follow her on Instagram and dude, this woman trains her absolute hardest. Like she trains her fucking ass off. So, um, she deserves it and she could do it. All maybe right. just, maybe just not yet. Who do you got? Who you taking? Well, I mean, I, I look at everything that's happened to Amanda as of, as of late, you know, with being a new mom and I look at, you know, things that, that shouldn't decide my, you know, how I, how I think this fight's going to go. Her nickname, the lioness, you know, she's a fucking lioness. Yeah. She's going to protect her cubs. She's not going to let anybody come in and take her fucking belt, take money out of her fucking family's pocket. Yeah. Like I think Amanda's going to come out and she's going to fight a very smart fight. And and I think she will, she will dominate Megan Anderson. All right, man. I'm with you. I don't know if it's going to be a finish, but I think when that when the fight's over, like people are going to be like, "Yeah, Amanda, Amanda defended. She won." Yeah, I just I really really think this is a great test for her. You know, I gotta wonder. I gotta I hope wonder. So. If, I gotta wonder if she just, you know, how long is she going to try to consecutively defend? Is what I'm questioning at this point. So, and which division is at her actual home? You know. Yeah. I mean, outside of, you know, Megan, there's not a whole lot of contenders at 145 for you know, Amanda a, to fight a, that she hasn't. It's a dead division. You know, she yeah, carries it. Like, it's pretty stale. Yeah. And yeah, man. Well, Gina Carano needs a job now, right? So <laughs> no, she's signed with Daily Wire, bro. Oh, <laughs> I, I told you, I think Misha's coming back. I don't think she'll come back at 145. I think she'll go lower, but um, she seems to be training her ass off. Oh yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. All right, man. All right, both going with Amanda, but you, but you, you definitely think that there's uh, Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey us, upset potential. Uh so if my brother-in-law wants to know about fights, I would tell him to lay it on Megan just in case. Just in case. So here's the line. Listen to this line. This is, I think the Rousey line was worse, but this is uh, minus twelve fifty, plus seven fifty. Oh yeah. Okay. There's some serious potential. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a fucking tough chick. You know, she could throw a fucking head kick with those long ass legs and just Listen, fucking dude, clip Amanda, you know? Dude, this, so you said she's six feet tall. Yeah. 
She is fucking shredded at 145 pounds. This yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, she's a bad fucking chick, man. I'm excited like there are, about this. There fight. are dudes. There are dudes in the UFC that look, you know, don't even don't nearly have the physique this woman does. Yeah, so, she, she's fucking and her fucking tattoos are badass. They are pretty cool. Yeah, she has really cool fucking ink. Makes I don't know, man. It's, so this is the one I'm the, I'm most excited about. Yeah, I th- I think it's probably my uh, my. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it'll. I think it'll be a good fight. Yeah. Right, I like, I like the, the fight. Where you at, where you at on the champ champ fight, bro? I don't I don't like this fight at all. I was not I excited when they announced it. I yeah, don't want to see it. it. I have no desire. Uh, I don't think Izzy should have moved up to two hundred five. And I think it was. Um, I think it was the UFC's opportunity to to show that two hundred five had a had a new concrete champion. You know when. They should have fucking just given Jan contenders. Um, yeah, right. I, I, I just don't like it. it. It is a little weird to throw Jan into a champ champ fight so early, right? Like the guy yeah. hasn't even defended yet. It shows that the UFC cares way fucking more about Izzy than they do about about Jan. Yeah, if I'm Jan, I'm pissed. I Yeah, yep, 100%. I would take it as a fucking shot that, that they want to see me fucking out of here, that they don't give two fucks about me and uh, – yeah, I mean, you know, the UFC can play devil's advocate and, and say, well, you, you know, if Jan goes out and fucking destroys Izzy, they're going to be like, well, now Jan's a fucking superstar, right? You know, now yeah. now we can get get behind him. But right now, Izzy's our guy. You know, I, I don't know. And I think there's a lot more opportunity for, for both guys just to stay in their divisions and and take up and, you know, take the contenders on. Um, yeah, I'm totally cool with people like going for the champ champ status when it makes sense. In yeah. this context, I don't think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't really care for the fight. You know, Izzy, I Izzy does have an incredibly accomplished. If you take all of his, you know, fighting sports fights together, he's like something like 106. Mm-hmm. And he's undefeated in mixed martial arts. So, obviously, he's been on a pretty good tear at 185, but. I don't think he's reached the status where he just does whatever he wants to do. And the UFC goes along with it, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like if Izzy was going to go up to two Oh five, the only person he should have gone up there for is for John Jones. I agree. I agree. It should have been the fight. Um, yep. yeah, this fight just doesn't make any sense to me and I yep. hate it. Uh, I think it'll be a good fight. Um, I, I love both guys. I'm a huge Izzy fan and I'd, I'd probably say Jan is, probably in my top 10 like favorite fighters right now yeah um, i love the polish dudes i love the polish fighters yeah man and you know i looking at the fight that he had with reyes like i i liked Jan for that fight i picked Jan to win that fight and i was i was ecstatic when when he won the belt um i don't know though what do you think Dude, I don't know. I mean, Jan could knock him out in the first round or go five rounds. Yeah, man, Jan's been fucking knocking everybody out. He beat the shit out of Dominic, KO'd Corey Anderson, KO'd Luke Rockhold. Um, yeah, Izzy has a favorite. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me considering his record. You know, I mean, you kind of have to make him the favorite. Um, I don't know. Like, Izzy's physique weirds me out because I don't know, like he looks so skinny, but is he actually like a big, a pretty big dude? I think he is. I think, uh, you know, it was like, you know, he's like, a, I mean, they compare him to Anderson Silva all the time. 
so like when Anderson went from 185 to 205, there wasn't like a tremendous change. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see a tremendous change in Izzy other than he's not going to be as wore out from potentially cutting weight. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I know he's cocky, but um, I think he's well more, way more put together than maybe he, they sort of portray him. But I don't know, dude. Giannis, no joke. I mean, this dude's got some serious power. No, yeah, man. He's scary as shit. Like, I don't he, know. The, Pol- the Polish fighters, dude, are legit fighters. Like, they're, le- they're nasty on their feet. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I look at what fucking Izzy did to guys like Robert Whitaker, who is fucking yeah, no, awesome. Izzy's, and, so Izzy's, and the- stand-up, Izzy's stand-up fighting is, is next level. It's something we've never seen before. Um, yeah. It is is in that regard, and as far as style and as far as um, technical ability, uh, I think he's even past uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson was incredible, but I think Izzy Izzy sees strikes and sees the combinations, you know, well before anyone else does. So mm-hmm. there there is something very special about him. But and like if if Izzy goes, you know, this fight happens, say Izzy wins. Is he going to stay up at 205 and do what Nunez is doing? Or is he going to fucking just drop the title and go back down and, you know, like what's, yeah, what's I don't know. What do you, what do you do? Cause like Costa is talking shit about how he was drunk the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man, you got beat. Just own it. You know, whatever. That's, that's going to be the new mythical fighter. The sober it's, Costa. Well, it's like, maybe, maybe, maybe it is true, but you're a fucking idiot. Then if you got drunk and hung over to fight, like either yeah. way, you're a dumbass. Yes, very much so. If I hope that isn't the case, but I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Dude, where do you see it? What do you see happening here? Dude, I want Jan to win so bad. I do. Right. From like, I, I just love the dude. Think he's a great champion. Think he's a really good ambassador for the sport. Uh, you know, and I and I, I don't know. I just want to see him defend the belt. Um, I think for that, you know. Despite the odds, so I like I, I like Izzy a lot, but I don't like him so much that I, I don't want to see him lose. You know, yeah. Um, I like Jan, and I like Jan as a light heavyweight champion and only a light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Just stay there and own that division for a while. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I like Jan. I don't know, man. I think Israel Israel Adesanya can win, but you know, I kind of it's it's almost like it's almost like you need a guy to lose. You need Izzy to lose, so they'll stop doing this shit. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, John Jones is putting on so much weight. Like, there's no way he's going to go back down to 205, right? I don't think he can. I think he – yeah, he's built his frame out now. I don't – Yeah. You know, so Izzy's been kind of talking shit to Jones, too. I know. You're going to go to heavyweight, too? Yeah. So, it's like if – so, say Izzy wins the belt and then Jones isn't going to come down. It's like, what type of, what fights do you make for Izzy at 205? I mean, that are interesting that, you know, yeah. that captivate an audience, you know, I mean, the John Jones fight was like that money fight that people would have paid to see. And now it's just not going to fucking happen. No way. It ha- yeah. No way. If, you know, I mean, John Jones, he's been out for so long. And I mean, this guy seems like he has taken a fucking scientific approach to putting on mass, you know, like he's not shortcutting no, he's anything. Yeah. So, is he going to fucking drop all that to go down and fight Izzy at 205? I don't. I don't know. I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. Which is why this fucking fight doesn't make sense. It makes no goddamn sense at all. Yeah. Well, the bigger, the, so the bigger you get, um, 
the bigger disparity between weights, right? So at 85, 205 heavyweight, I mean, you're talking about massive disparity between weights. Yeah. So when you talk, when you're trying to talk champ champ status up at that, that higher level, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shit, even, even welterweight to middleweight is a big jump. So that is a big jump. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a point to where this stuff doesn't work anymore. So um, you, what do you think? You, you think Jan wins? I mean, realistically, what do you think? Yeah, I do. I, I think, we, I think he can touch him up and, you know, I think is he's going to feel power that he's probably never felt before. The question is the, the only question I have is can Jan hit him? Yeah, that's, that's the big question. I that's think. That's the real question. And that's why yeah. the fight I think is, is exciting. It just, to, again, a fight can be exciting and still not make sense. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's a cool fight to talk about, but it, yeah. I mean, Izzy, Izzy is a hundred percent next level. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Yeah. I don't want him to win again. I, I kind of want him to lose. So they'll stop doing this shit. Um, because not again, not all the champ champ shit makes sense to me. You know, no, Conor McGregor from forty five to fifty five. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'd rather see McGregor defend both those belts like Nunes is, but you know, it obviously wasn't in the cards. But you know, yeah, I don't know, man. Jan has to close the distance, though. He's got to get it. Like if he's if he's on the outside, just eating fucking. Yeah, for sure. He has to. Be, he has to be close, and he has to. He has to throw hands. Um, yeah, stay away from the kicks. Uh, I wonder if he'll try and uh, and get Izzy to the ground. I mean, he's a he's a jujitsu black belt. It's entirely possible. And that's Izzy, definitely uh, that's yeah. definitely sort of a route to victory that a lot of people probably aren't talking about. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go Jan. Jan's man. He's just a fucking tough fucking dude. Uh, yeah, dude, I'd love to see someone throw some money on Jan submission second round and like totally hit a huge <laughs> bet. You know? Yeah. Because it's it's possible. Dude, I think if Jan fucking wins this fight too, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be huge. We, have we ever really seen Izzy on his back, like on the ground? I don't think we have. Uh, and if he, if he's been on the ground, it's not been for very long. I mean, Romero couldn't get him down to the ground. Uh, I I don't think he and maybe he and Castellum had some scrambles or something like that. But I feel like that was that fight was mostly contested on the feet. Whitaker didn't get him down. Um, I think I mean I think he's primarily been just a stand up fighter. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that might be Jan's uh, Jan's ticket in right. Get him down to the ground. I can subs. see it. It's a path to victory for sure. Yeah. So. And then, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Okay. Prelim card. Dominic Cruz, Casey Kenny. You ever seen Casey Kenny fight? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Name. The I name haven't. doesn't jump out to me. No, I haven't seen him fight either. I, I really had no. I, I didn't realize that Cruz fell that far in the rankings. He hasn't fought in a long time. I mean, he fought last last May when he got beat by Cejudo. So it's been what ten months? Was that in months. May? Yeah, May May of twenty twenty. Really? Yeah. Huh. Remember, he was all fucking pissed off. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said the referee Keith Peterson smelled of uh, booze and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I felt like that fight happened longer ago, I guess, but I guess not. I don't know. This, uh, yeah, I haven't seen Casey Kenny fight before. He's on a, a super fucking good record, man. 16 and 2, 16, 2 and 1. He's on a three fights, three fight win streak. Uh, hasn't been finished ever. Uh, but again, I don't know shit about him. Dom's hard to pick against. I like Dominic Cruz. Dude, he's Dom's been in a lot of fucking fights. And that that Cejudo fight did not go his way at all. Obviously, the Garbrandt fight he got clipped and dropped a shit ton. He got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, the end might be might be near for Dominic. Plus, he's well, so, his, he's so injury prone. You know, he's yeah, just his had a body's fucking... his body's gone through a lot of trauma. Yeah, he's an incredible commentator, dude. He's he's an incredible fighter. Um, yeah, his style is super super unique. I love it. Yeah. He's he's excelled at literally everything. I think he's honestly one of the best shit talkers the sport's ever seen too. <laughs> yeah. Like if if you look at the the build up to the fight with TJ, the, yeah. he TJ and John Anik just like have a a fucking discussion, and he just fucking schools TJ. It makes TJ look like the biggest fucking dunce. So the the issue I have with Cruz and his fights is it almost makes you nauseous watching him move the way he moves. <laughs> Nobody, you know, nobody moves the way that Cruz does. Dillashaw kind of does or has tried to to map out, yeah. you know, and that's what Cruz was talking about. Um, but it's not the same. Cruz has a very, very unique style in the way that he moves, and, and it can actually make you sick to your stomach if you follow him too much. It's like being drunk and following a fan blade. Like, you know what I'm talking You ever done that? Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you get your head a little woozy, bro. Uh... Who do you like in that? I don't, I don't know, man. I, you know, Cruz is really good at taking, you know, longer stretches between fights and still coming back strong. So. Yeah. And he's so, his fight IQ is so fucking high, you know, um, I don't know. I probably have to go with Dominic just, just because, just because he's Dominic. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd pick Cruz there too. Yeah. I mean, he's a handful for anybody, dude. Uh, Especially an unranked guy. I don't care what his record says, you know? But he is he is susceptible to getting clipped. So I, I, I expect it to be a good fight. It'll probably be Andy, a little more competitive than people think, but Yeah. And he's back he's back at 135 pounds. I think it's important to note that, you know, the fight with Cejudo was at one twenty five. Um yeah. his first fight down there, I think. So and I, who knows how the you know weight cut affects him. Um but he's back at his natural natural fighting weight. I mean Cruz uh, is a decent size thirty five or so, you know, even at one twenty five he would have been big. Yeah. He's not he's not small by any means. No, he's like five eight, five nine, or something like that. Like a pretty, you know, normal sized guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I, you know, I'm I'm a huge Dominic fan, and uh, I'd like to see him bounce back with a win. Yeah. And then the other fight that is on there is um, Joseph Benavides is coming back. What's in what seems like a pretty short turnaround? Yeah. Um, after after that second fight with. Uh, Davidson Figueredo, where he got literally killed inside of the octagon. Yeah. He fought. That was July of last year, and, he, and he's fighting again. I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck is up with with Benavides, but uh, he's fighting a pretty tough dude. He's kind of one of those cats that, like, just got close but is never going to. Yeah. I, I don't know why. You, I mean, he's fighting a Dagestani, an undefeated Dagestani tomorrow or on Saturday. Is he ranked? 
Uh, yeah, he's number three. He's fighting the number three fucking UFC flyweight. Yeah, he probably didn't have a choice. This dude's fucking scary, man. I don't like this fight for Benavides at all. And, I, I'm not. Uh, a, I'm not a big Benavides fan, to be honest. But, um, you know, it's interesting because he had the fights with Cejudo and didn't quite get there. I think he's fought Demetrius. Has how many times has the dude fought for a title? It's been he's fought a couple times, hasn't he? No, he fought. He beat Henry Cejudo in a split decision for a non-title. You know, it was right. a non-title fight. Yeah, he fought. He fought Demetrius twice. Lost the decision the first time. Got knocked out cold the second time. And then he had two opportunities to fight for the the flyweight title against Figueredo, and lost both of those. Um, I thought Cejudo. Lot. I thought Cejudo beat Benavides twice. No. No, they only um, they only okay. fought one time. I must be. I'm probably mixing up the. Demetrius fights Johnson, yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah, Benav- uh, Benavidez d- d- isn't super exciting for me. I think. Uh, I. I mean, I don't think this fight will go good for him. He, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I feel like the UFC could have thrown him a bone after the last two fights with with Figueroa, um, because those were bad fucking defeats. Like he got, like those are like years taken off your life type losses. Yeah, no, if you watch the if you watch the um the UFC unclassified Fight Island stuff, yeah, Benavidez was all fucked up over those over that. Like yeah. you know, all all kinds of uh emotional and shit, you know. So you know, maybe he fucking asked for it. Maybe he's like, I want to fucking get back up there and get to a title fight, you know, again. The best way to do it is to fight the number three flyweight, but dude doesn't mean it was a decision though. Yeah, and we've talked about these fucking Dagestani guys, man. They're fucking terrifying human beings. What's this kid's name? Uh, Askar Askarov. That's right. You know, I don't know if he's, you know, um, a Khabib protege or anything like that, but, uh, well, from what it, what it sounds like is Khabib's dad made all these fucking Dagestanis kind of proteges. Like he was like the real power player for most of these kids, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of them, if not all of them have some kind of, uh, you know, Nurmagomedov ties, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, man. This is probably Benavidez's kind of swan song here. Um, could, yeah, it could be. It could be. But who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. Looks Either way, if he bottom, was- top to top to bottom, it looks like a great card. I mean, for guys like us, to, for guys like us that look into it, probably way too much more than we should. Um, not all the fights make sense, but they're all going to probably be pretty good. Yeah, even the early prelim card, you've got guys like fucking Tim Elliott fighting Jake Matthews. <clears throat> right. Uh, the Jake Matthews Sean Sean Brady fights, I think, gonna probably be a pretty good fight too. Yeah. Um, Sean Brady is a probably a guy that people should be paying attention to. Uh, he's one of those um, dudes that's coming out of the East Coast, out out of Philly. That's like, for some reason, Philly has got a few guys that are really just kicking ass, like Chris Dawkins. Yeah. They, um, well, they just have they have there's a great pedigree. Some cities just have that pedigree, you know? Yeah, yeah. Philly's definitely like a fight town, right? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't – I mean, it definitely was a boxing town, let's be honest. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like you know, Boston was a boxing town for the longest time, but it seems like uh, they've embraced mixed martial arts as well. So, um, yeah, some of these cities are starting to catch up. Yeah, that, that'll probably be that's, – that's a fight that I definitely want to watch, though. Sean Brady and Jake Matthews. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be a really good card. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's, uh, you know, I like how 
I like how sort of the fight nights are pretty good. You know, they, they're basically living up kind of the hype for the most part. And then they come back and, and the pay-per-view, they crush it and they make the pay-per-view worth it. I think when you're running cards like this as often as you are, um, it's got to be hard to put a good pay-per-view together. And I think so far they've been successful. So um, it'll definitely be worth the money. Yeah, I agree. All right, my man. I mean, it's going to be a good, good week. Uh, I'm glad we got to catch up. Yeah. Like with the travels and stuff, like I said, man, it's been a little quirky, but I'm glad we got to catch up on the other two. No, yeah, it's good. It's good. No, no worries. I was just, uh, you know, professions come first. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, I got my picks. Um, I'm going to, I'll do the, I like doing the ESPN pick them stuff. It helps me remember what I'm, what I'm taking. Yeah, I'll probably do that right now. Um, all right, dude. I uh, I look forward to it, man. We'll uh, and then we'll catch up and we'll do the next one. Yeah, which is on March thirteenth. Um, that's that's Leon Edwards' um, almighty return against uh, Bilal. Remember the name, Muhammad. I love that kid for stepping up yeah. and taking that fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll start researching that card, man. We'll have a good one. Yeah, we'll talk about that one soon. All right, dude. All right. Um, same drill, man. I, you know, I'm, we're always chatting when the fight's around, so. Yep. All right, dude. I'll talk to you.